Welcome to the program. I'm Ruby Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point, uh, a story that's getting a lot of attention uh, right now because it could save the province $9.7 billion. The Ontario government is expected to save that amount through its what is now very contentious wage cap legislation that was brought in back in 2019. What it does is it temporarily limits pay increases for public sector workers. Uh, The province's fiscal watchdog is now projecting that because of that legislation, the province uh, stands to save that $9.7 billion. But since that law, Bill 124, was brought in, we've had a pandemic where a lot of those who work in the public sector have been burnt out, have left, um, and are also saying that they need to be paid more uh, in the because of the fact that inflation is now ticking at that 40-year high. Uh, To break down what's happening right now and what Bill 24, uh, what is is happening with uh, those who are hoping to recoup some of that money that would mean the province is not going to save that $9.7 billion, would actually go to pay wages of Ontario workers, uh, we're joined by Patty Coates. She's president of the Ontario Federation of Labour. Welcome to the program, Patty. And thank you very much, Rubina. So, what's the latest uh, on this uh, on, on this bill? There, there is now uh, legislation. The legislation obviously limits wage increases, but there is now uh, uh, an estimate that if the province was um, uh, this ongoing court hearing, rather that's being brought forward by the unions, uh, that the province could owe up to eight point four billion dollars, almost all of it, back to uh, back to the workers in lost increases. Can you just give me a, a, a high level of what is going on? Well, uh, of course, uh, unions, uh, the Ontario Federation of Labour, uh, those in the uh, representing members uh, and workers and the public sector have put forward a constitutional challenge to Bill 124. And, you know, the the report is, um, you know, found that Bill 124, um, if it's found to be unconstitutional, and, and we're confident that it is, uh, the Ontario government must um, have to pay back billion. But the reality is that Bill 124 has already cost the province, and it will continue to cost the province until Bill 124 is repealed. Um, The government needs to take seriously the need to respect workers, um, stop cutting public services, allow the process of collective bargaining to go forward in good faith, without um, any interference. Yeah, wage increases of just 1%. I mean, even in normal economic times, that's state of normal inflation. And we know what has happened in the last uh, three years, uh, not just with how... Uh, how much harder and how much more pressure has been put on our public sector, but also uh, the fact that everything costs more. You go to the grocery store, it costs more. You pump up at the gas station, it costs more. Um, do you think that is going to uh, help your challenge um, as as it moves forward, uh, the kind of economic times that we're in right now? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of factors um, that will come into play. And of course, you know, the pandemic is one We know that the bill was passed in 2019, and it was passed under false pretense of fighting fighting the deficit. But the Ford Conservatives were slashing provincial revenue sources at that time through uh, tax cuts, um, incurring huge costs to tear up green energy contracts, and spending 
a billion dollars to tear up the beer store contract. And, you know, you know we've seen, uh, you know, what's taken place during the pandemic. You know, we see the crisis in our healthcare system. And let's be honest, there was a crisis in the healthcare system with regards to, you know, ensuring that there was enough staff, um, healthcare workers, um, that there was the retention. And, you know, it, it, it's with Bill 124, it's resulted in public sector wages not keeping up with inflation. And it's going to have a negative impact um, as as this goes forward, um, you know, we've seen the job vacancy rates in the healthcare sector have doubled since 2019. And healthcare workers are being driven out of the profession as they burn out or become completely demoralized. Yeah, there's right now it's saying uh, more than 16,000 hospital position vacancies in the second quarter of 2022. So uh, just in April, May and June of this year, that's how many vacancies were uh, needing to be filled uh, because so many have left the sector. Would, Would higher wages bring those individuals back or is it working conditions that also have to improve? Uh, to bring healthcare workers back, uh, whether they're technicians or nurses or doctors or, or administrative staff? Well, I think it, you know, that's the whole point of bargaining. Sitting down at the table with your employer, with the representatives of the workers, to be able to hammer out a fair collective agreement. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, a little story about what uh, Bill 124 uh, did. So prior to Bill 124, there was a um, a, uh, a long-term care home um, and their union. They sat down, they hammered out a really good deal because they realized that they need to pay their staff more, provide better working conditions for the healthcare workers so that they could retain. And so that mounted to be more than 1%. Uh, and when the bill, and that was signed by both parties, then a couple of months later, the bill was implemented, and the government said to the employer and to the union, well, no, this is not going to work. It has to be at 1%. And, you know, that, that's, you know, so unfortunate because, again, that interferes with bargaining. The, you know, the long-term care home, they saw that there was a crisis and they needed to do something about it, but the government handcuffed them. Um, unfortunately, and uh, they weren't able to move forward with that agreement um, that they had agreed on. That sounds so frustrating, uh, despite the fact that this long-term, the employees of this long-term care home were able to negotiate a better salary for themselves, that the, that the, um, the law trumped that negotiation process. And, and Bill 124, the other thing, you know, people talk about 1% in wages, but it's actually 1% in any form of compensation. So whether that was wages or whether that was um, uh, increasing a benefits or pension or, or anything else that is in the form of compensation. So it's, you know, we've seen the cost of living rise. As you said, it's the highest in 40 years. We're at over 7%. I think we had 8% at one point in the summer. And, you know, 1% actually will will mean, um, you know, over time uh, be declined or a negative 11.3% over the next few years for these workers. So this is why Bill 124 needs to be repealed. 
We believe it's unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we deliver the best public services, you know, that we have and that the workers are respected. uh, They're given the respect that they deserve. And we don't want to see our um, public services suffer. And, and we're seeing that right now with what's happening in, in health care and even in long-term care. Patty, thank you so much uh, for joining us today on the program and for breaking down what's happening right now with uh, this, this law. And uh, good luck to you on your challenge. Thank you very much, Rubina. Take care. Take care. That's Patty Coates. She's president of the Ontario Federation of Labour. I'm Rubina Ahmed-Huck, and this is On Point.